This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Walshin joining me as we do every Sunday morning to talk to you about all things probate-related. Glad you're here joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning, bright and early. Good morning, Mr. Walshin. How are you, sir? Happy National Drive-Thru Day. National Drive-Thru Day. Does that mean we're getting uh, now, who, who, hamburgers who, who, for lunch? Yeah, you know, who comes up with this? I don't know. You keep asking me these questions like I know where these things come from. <laughs> well, I, you're the guy who digs them up. Well, I dig them up. I don't invent them. Yeah. But I don't do a lot of drive-thru stuff. Do you? No, I noticed the, uh, the other day, it was the 7th of July, which is 7-11. Oh, I wondered where you're going with that. Yeah, July 7th. Do we have 7-11 in Canada still, I guess? Or July 11th, I should say. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I don't see them very often. Yeah, we do. So they were offering in the States free Slurpees. Oh, the Slurpee. Mm. All right, well, you know. Now, that I can understand. I mean, you know, it rings true with their brand. Yes. But the actual national drive-through day. Now, here's one that I, I do understand completely. National Tequila Day. Oh, well, that's fantastic that it happens to be National Tequila Day. Because guess what I brought into the studio? <laughs> you didn't. I did. I didn't have a chance because you were rushing me all morning here. So have a look in that bag. And there are canned tequila drinks and there's an assortment. There's a selection of it's canned. Just, it's just a classic margarita. Yeah. So this is what happened. I went into the liquor store because I don't do this tequila stuff. And so... Like a newbie, I went into the LCBO and I said, are there any tequila drinks in a can that I can pick up and go with? And he's like, yeah, there's lots of them. And he shows me the fridge section. I couldn't believe it. How many different... I said, well, I have no idea. He said, what do you want? I said, I don't know. And so then this lady came out. She goes, well, do you want sweet? Do you want traditional? Do you want... I said, I don't want sweet. So she recommended that one in your hand right there. The classic margarita. It's called the Bobby margarita and it's got a hockey stick. And I'm thinking Bobby Orr, Bobby Hall. No idea. The Legend of Bobby Margarita. And there's a picture of Bobby Margarita in sunglasses, so you Mm -hmm. don't really recognize him until you know who it is. I'm proud to be known as the original hockey insider. I'm going to grab one. And have my plaque on display in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but it's a lot more fun to be Bobby Margarita than Bob McKenzie. It's Bob McKenzie, the hockey broadcaster. It's him. Come on. This is him? That's him. Are we getting paid for this endorsement or what? No, we're not. (laughs) It's really good, too. I've tried that brand before. You have tried it. I have, yeah. It is well, in, I it, guess... Okay, hold on. Here's, right, well. I'm sorry they're not a little bit colder, but, you know, it's warm outside, and Ugh. I didn't... Uh, <laughs> wow. Ugh. I wasn't expecting oh. that taste oh, at boy. all. I'm going to... Um, this has got to be... Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't... Kelly... <laughs> Is, can we put these in the fridge down the hall? We can do that, yes. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? During, you, think that's gonna, you think that's going to help? Well, Ted? yeah, and and then by the time we wrap up the show, we can finish them off. Because I, I Bob McKenzie's a nice man, and, and I don't want to disparage his product. No, neither did I. But, but it shouldn't be consumed at room temperature. How do you know? I well, know. I don't think it should be. Well, I think margaritas, normally aren't they like full of ice or something? Yes, anyway? yes. So what, they should what, be cold. Yeah, so we can put these in the freezer. Okay, okay, we'll Ted. Come back to yeah. drink. Princess next, Ted needs his. Well, no, I mean it's like needs his drink chilled. Are you enjoying it? It's very nice. You're lying to your <laughs> teeth. <laughs> it's uh, not what I expected, but I was going to say I don't know if, if I've even ever had a margarita ever in my life. Are so, you serious? I don't know, so I don't know what to compare you it to. You really got to get out more. I don't. Yeah, whatever. Okay, maybe I should. Just come over to your house. Ron and I will come over and we'll bring a case of uh, Bobby Margaritas. We'll sit around and watch old Jack Benny shows. You're going to bring them on ice, though, right? Of course. Okay. Who? Jack Benny. Yeah, okay. On ice. 
Moving along, other than National Tequila Day, yeah. happens to be National Parents Day. Yes. That's nice. I didn't know that I was don't understand thing. the reason for that. I guess. I, I don't, am I sounding really cynical? Yeah, you are. are you okay. Did you wake up uh, grumpy no, today? No, no. I'm actually in a great mood. Okay, good. You'll be in a better mood when you finish that margarita, Well, I think. once it's chilled down. <laughs> Bobby's a little too warm right now. Uh, Why would it be National Parents Day when there's already a Mother's Day and a Father's Day? Hey, man, combined, can, like I said, I don't make it up. I don't know. I guess put them together. It says on the fourth Sunday in July... That is National Parents. I was just thinking, are we on the fourth Sunday in July already? Holy moly, the summer's flying by. Mm-hmm. That means, I guess, we're going to be in August next... Uh, no. 31, it'll be July 31st. Oh, there's one more. There's five Sundays in July? I believe so. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, that's good. So the summer's not as much over as I thought it was. No. I just got a week. It's not even... Summer doesn't end until the 20th of September. 20th of September. Okay. We've got two well, months wait. left. No, no, I'm just thinking like school starts in September. Wait, are you going back? The CNE. I was thinking about it. And it's also Tell an Old Joke Day. Yes. Well, I couldn't resist this one, of course, because, uh, you know what, Ted? I bet you it's a little known fact about your uh, comedic, you know, adventures, right? I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, you do. I used to do stand up. That's kind of, I was fishing for that. Yes, uh, I thanks did. for taking the, the, picking me up there. I did. And you did an album. Mm-hmm. A Juno-nominated Juno album. Juno-nominated album lost to the McKenzie Brothers. Do you know, can you say what year that was? Because I don't know what year it was. Uh, oh, God, what year would that have been? 80-something. 80-something, yeah. So uh, I'm proud owner of the album, but... Did you buy it? Uh, I gave it to you. Yeah, you? Ted gave me a copy. Many, would you want 20, 30 didn't, more? He didn't sign it first, of course. He just, I could sign it. Yeah. So I've got a copy of the album, the Juno-nominated stand-up comedy album from Ted Walshin. But truth be told, I haven't listened to it yet because i got to get my phonograph, my record player. Mm-hmm. i got to get it out of storage and set it up and hook it up, which I'm eager to do. I can't wait to do that. You know, the records are coming back, right? The they LPs. Are. Vinyl's huge. Vinyl's huge. Vinyl's huge. Yeah, and I probably have... Hundreds of vinyl in mm-hmm. storage. Hundreds. I used to DJ the high school dances, so it's all coming back. Anyway, my dad was an audiophile, and so I kept some of his stereo equipment uh-huh. when when he passed in 2019, and I was cleaning out the place, and he was really particular. Like, I wasn't allowed to touch that stuff. So I've got some good old stuff. I mean, I say old, like 80s old, not like 50s old. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm excited about setting it up. Listen, the groove into some uh, vinyl tunes and the Ted Walsh and uh, stand up over a cold uh, Bobby Margarita or not so cold one. All right, this is the Avoid Probate Show. I know if you're just tuning in, you're probably confused and uh, wondering. I got to get Bob McKenzie on, on my podcast. Of course, find out exactly how he came to have his own margarita. Well, see, this is how it happens, right? The Avoid Probate Show brings in a tin of tequila, something or other, margarita, and now Bob McKenzie's going to be on. Uh, the guest of, of the Ted Wilson and, podcast. And he has his plaque is on display in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, that doesn't surprise me. How did he get that? I don't know, by being a broadcaster for a million years. Hmm. Kind of like yourself. My plaque isn't on display anywhere other than in my dentist's office. <laughs> I see. Oh, nice. I get it now. Well, speaking of old joke, that, though. Oh, wait, yeah. That was so, it. Hold on. No, before we go. That was it. No, that's terrible. But tell an old joke day. I can't. Tell an old joke day. Yeah, I'm checking my notes here. Okay, here you go. You ready? Old. Get it old, and you'll, you'll get it in a second. So I was on the phone with my 93-year-old brother in, where is he? He's in Barrie. And I told him, I thought it was time he paid someone to shovel the snow for him. The guy's still shoveling the snow at 93. He suddenly grew in, indignant. And he says, why should I pay someone to shovel, he demanded. I can get my son to do it. He's only 70. But up Come on. Come on. Give me something. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but I've got heartburn from, from Bob McKenzie. All right, okay, hold on. One more before we go to the break. All right. Because it is the Avoid Probate Show, and we talk about probate stuff, estate stuff, estate planning. Often wills are part of the conversation. So before we go to this first break, I'm going to torture you one more time. It is Tell an Old Joke Day, one of the shortest wills ever written. Quote, being of sound mind, I spent all the money. <laughs> there you go. I like that. See? There you go. Okay, so it wasn't so bad. No, All that was right. a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, did, I didn't write it, but I showed so, it. Uh, we're thrilled to it out, so we have a brand new segment that we're going to be beginning. Woo-hoo! And we'll introduce you to that in just a second So here. excited. It's all about uh, solving the probate puzzle. Yes. And uh, we're going to be joined by our special guest, Debbie Stanley, who will be with us each and every week. Yes. As she attracts an actual probate 
file. file from beginning to end. It's going to be amazing. Could take eight months. It, it could take radio history. We're going to make radio history, and we're going to start making that history as soon as we get back from this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. Ted Wallace and Jason Laidler here with the information that we provide in the program, by the way, is for general consumption only. It's not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation, of course, is different. So if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert, and we have them on hand. Of course, you can contact Jason by email, info at avoidprobate.ca, or toll-free 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. We're introducing you to a brand-new segment this week called Solving the Probate Puzzle with Debbie Stanley. Now, Debbie was a guest in our program a couple of weeks ago. She is with ETP Canada. Debbie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. Tell us what ETP Canada is. ETP Canada is a boutique firm, and we specialize in assisting executors all across Ontario. It's a big job being an executor, and we're here to walk them through the entire process from the beginning right to the end. Jason here. Hi, Debbie. And because you were a guest here a few weeks ago, we got such amazing feedback from you know having you on the Avoid Probate Show, and we thought we need to do something more with this, and then the light bulb went on in my head, hey... You know, I know what you're doing over there at ETP. Like you said, you're, you're navigating, you're, you're solving the probate puzzle for executors. Let's explore that and let's share that with the listenership because I don't think it's ever been done before. I mean, I've never seen it or heard of it being done before. And I think it's going to be interesting and a fantastic service for our Zoomer listeners out there. So let's talk about what it's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited when you presented this idea. I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. This has never been done before. And what a great way to involve the audience on this process and this new segment. Yeah, the ins and outs. We're going to cover all the gory details, right? You're going to report on a weekly basis? Yes, I'm going to be checking in on a weekly basis with a real live estate that we're working on. Of course, details will be modified and it will be confidential, so yeah. it will be a modified estate, but we will be doing it live with your audience so that everyone understands all of the steps that are involved with administering the probate process. And we should warn people off the top that, not necessarily warn, but just to give them a heads up, that this process could literally take a year by the time it's all settled. Yeah. You're stuck with me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> More than happy to be. Yeah. And the thing is that as we check in with you each week, now there will be some weeks where you literally you're not going to be able to tell us anything because you will have been sitting waiting for somebody to get back to you, a financial institution, a government official, a lawyer, whomever it may be that you're dealing with. So there's going to be some weeks where there's nothing to report, but it'll be interesting for people to realize that this is the reality of the situation. And each week when we introduce you, we're going to say, and here, Debbie's back with us for segment number four, which is week number four right. or week 54 right. until we finally get this going. And you've got a file that's ready to go, and apparently it's someone in Toronto, correct? And you've chosen Toronto because it's what, the biggest backlog of uh, probate uh, cases? <laughs> It is. It's a, a little bit of a thorn in my side. <laughs> Sorry, Toronto courts, if you're listening. But it is a challenging court to navigate. So this new file has come in. It's perfect for us to go through together over the next possibly 52 weeks. And I think it's the perfect way for everyone to really, truly understand what it means to do the probate process. I couldn't agree more. And sorry, Ted, to interrupt you there. But when we talked about creating this segment, we talked about compressing 
you know, the data and the information. And I said, no, 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 no. I mean, I think it's important, like to Ted's point a minute ago, if there's nothing to add or report this week or next week or the week after, that's the point. You know, we want the listeners to get a real feel for what this process looks like because we want you to avoid having to do this with uh, your family and your friends and your loved ones. And that's why we're here at the Avoid Probate Show, helping you to avoid the nightmare that Debbie Stanley is going to walk us through. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> and each each week we'll give you an update to say, so far this is what's happened. Yeah. We received, you received a letter. You spoke to this person. You spoke to this person. We're not yeah. going to mention anybody by the name. Of course. We won't mention any, uh, any legal counsel unless it's someone that's working with you that you want to. Uh, we're not going to mention any financial institution either because no. mm-hmm. we're not going after anybody in particular. We just want to paint an accurate picture of how ugly the situation can be. That's right. And it's, yeah. not, and it's not a good time of the year to get sued either, Ted. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's never, never a good, good time. time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I can't wait. I mean, we're not going to get into the file today. We just wanted to take a few minutes today to set it up for the listeners who are here, fortunately joining us on this Sunday morning, and get you excited about it because we're excited about it. Debbie's, we're all excited about it for sure. Again, it's never been done before. It's going to be so interesting. At times. Yeah. It's going to be quiet. In the meantime, Debbie, for people who would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? They can reach us at our website, which is etpcanada.ca. Our phone number is 866-309-0387. And our email is info at etpcanada.ca. All right. Debbie Stanley, we look forward to chatting with you for the beginning of many episodes. That's right. I'm very much looking forward to week one with you guys. You bet. Talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Bye for now. That's Debbie Stanley. She will be with us as we bring for you Solving the Probate Puzzle each week right here on Avoid Probate. I'm really excited about that new uh, segment and new addition to the Avoid Probate Show, this weekly segment that we're going to hear from Debbie on. But let's move on from that. Uh, We'll dive into that again next week when Debbie calls and starts this file. But for now, I want to share a story. Okay, let me back up. I had a meeting with uh, new people. I call them new people. And the reason I call them new people is because I don't like to call people clients because when I'm meeting you for the first time, you're not a client. I mean, I, I want you to become a client, but you're not. And so I'm trying to be accurate. And so I call them new people. And and the consultation, when you call us to ask for information and ask if we can set up a meeting, you know, for a consultation, something like that, we can talk over the phone, we can meet face-to-face. There's no charge for any of these consultations. Again, whether it's on the phone, whether it is a face-to-face meeting, we do face-to-face meetings all the time because we really have to do that before we can get uh, down and dirty and decide, yes, we're going to avoid the probate nightmare by doing the transfer from the bank. Normally, it's the bank. It's not always the bank, but normally, it's the bank. We want to transfer mom's non-registered investments that are currently at the bank over to an insurance company where we can now add beneficiaries to that account, and that solves the probate nightmare. I call it the probate nightmare. So I was having a meeting with new people to do this, uh, mother and daughter, as a matter of fact, uh, very common. And interestingly, well, part of the process requires determining who the beneficiaries are going to be. And that might sound like a simple thing, but it's not always a simple task to determine who the beneficiaries are going to be. Not just who are they going to be, but to what extent, right? So I don't know. Let's just say it's a million bucks for easy math. Maybe there's two kids. Maybe there's uh, eight grandkids. Maybe there's a charity that's near and dear to somebody's heart. Maybe. Uh, maybe there's a special needs individual in the family. And that's kind of what happened in this uh, conversation recently with new people because they were concerned about this person with special needs receiving the inheritance and being able to handle the inheritance. We've touched on this a little bit. There is something called a Henson Trust, which kind of protects money in this situation. But they asked me if there was trust options. The short answer is yes. And I want to make this clear. You know, when we do the transfer from the bank over to the insurance company, the options are almost unlimited in terms of the flexibility. And I always say that the insurance companies today have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. Because people will say to me, well, my dad gets a RIF payment you know, from his RIF at uh, the bank. Can we still do that? Of course we can still do that. We can still do that. In fact, we have to do that. You know, you got to take your RIF withdrawal. Well, technically you don't have to take it, but you're going to be taxed on it whether you take it or not. So you might as well take it. 
if you're going to be taxed on it anyway. So the financial institutions, yeah, they have to deliver the RIF withdrawal. Somebody will say, well, um, in addition to the RIF, a monthly RIF payment that my dad gets, we need to withdraw X number of dollars every month to offset the cost of the community, the senior community living situation that he's in. Okay, yeah, fine. We can do anything that the banks can do. The insurance companies can do anything. And I don't work for the insurance company. I want to be clear about that. I am an independent advisor. I became a certified financial planner back in 2001. I was what we call captive in the industry for a good number of years. And I'm not complaining about that because I learned a lot at the financial institutions where I cut my teeth, so to speak. So I got nothing bad to say about that, except, you know, you don't know when you're captive, you don't know what you don't know. And then I became independent and it was like, holy cow, really? I didn't know there was all these other options. And it just occurred to me that being an independent advisor, you know, it's better optics because I can say, well, I'm not tied to this institution or that institution or none of my, like the team, the team that we're on here, we have a team at avoidprobate.ca. We are not tied to any one particular financial institution. So I always say the advice we're giving is non-biased and that should, that should be easy for people to understand. But these people, these new people were concerned because of a family member who was lacking capacity in some way. I do not know the details, but they just asked about whether a trust was an option And I said, yes, the answer is yes, for sure. But what's really interesting is that some of the insurance companies have built-in options, which are like built-in trust options. So instead of setting up a formal trust and paying a lawyer to create what we call a formal trust, I don't want to talk about informal trusts, uh, no good. We don't uh, want to deal with informal trusts. Formal trusts, that's a lot of work, and, and they work. But this, uh, one of the biggest insurance companies in the country that I like to deal with, they have flexibility built in in terms of what the beneficiary, what the death benefit looks like, because you can provide instructions that says, no, even though it's a million bucks and when I'm gone, I want to give it to whoever, I don't want that person to get a million bucks at once because we don't think they can handle it. It will affect their benefits for whatever reason. So we need to do something creative. So in other words, we can set up what we can set up like something like an annuity that pays instead of a million dollar lump sum, it pays a thousand bucks a month or 2000 bucks a month or whatever the number is. We can do combinations. So you can say, no, I don't want them to get a million bucks. Let's give them 50 grand, you know, up front so that they can pay a bunch of bills and take a nice vacation or do whatever they want to do with it. And then a thousand bucks a month. Whatever you want. That, the point I'm trying to make is there are like virtually unlimited combinations and permutations of, of what this looks like. And I don't think that's something uh, most people understand that's available. And not only is it available, it's, it's practically built in. So once again, you know, the insurance companies are in a position to provide estate planning solutions that the banks simply cannot provide. I'm not picking on the banks. It's not their fault. They just can't do it. They can't. It's not that they don't want to. They can't. So we want to put a beneficiary on the non-registered money, avoid the probate. And if you need special payout, I don't know, a special payout regime of some kind, well, we can do that too. That's a simple conversation and we can set it up. And by the way, once once we set it up, that's also not locked in. We don't lock in anything. We don't lock in our client's money. We don't lock in the portfolio is not locked in. We can tweak the portfolio anytime you want to make changes. People are making changes these days, let me tell you. And in terms of the benefit regime, that's not locked in either. We can change beneficiaries. We can take them away. We can add them and we can change the way the money's paid out over time. So I just wanted to make that point to the listeners because it came up. It came up recently in a real live new person meeting. So call us, email us with your questions. We'd love to set up a consultation for new people. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. 
it wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler from Avoid Probate and me, Ted Wallison from Ted and Luba Wallison. Hey, listen, we invite you to join us on our website. It's www.avoidprobate.ca. Lots of stuff there, by the way, including a free probate calculator. You can play with that and give you an idea how much probate might be payable on your estate. And you can also uh, check out some of our past episodes. So it's all there for you. Free of charge, no cover, no two-drink minimum. No margarita? I've had one before that I go there, though. I'm going to tell the listeners, I'm going to throw you under the bus, I'm going to tell the listeners that your margarita has now been placed in the freezer. You got it. Because Ted couldn't handle it. Well, it's just, it's not meant to be consumed warm. I I know nothing about it, so I I defer. Clearly. Okay, (laughs) clearly. (laughs) But... I'm happy to say I know something about probate. We are on the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler with Ted Walsh, and this is the Avoid Probate Show. If you've just joined us, thank you very much for tuning in. We want you to become a regular listener, especially starting next week when the whole uh, solving the probate puzzle segment kicks off in earnest. Mm. Anyway, so excited. I keep going back to that because I'm so excited about it. So it is 7.40 uh, a.m. Zoomer Radio and we are talking about probate stuff, and I wanted to talk about privacy. I just flipped through, like, this is my life. You know, I read, I read this stuff all day, every day, kind of, well, when I'm not meeting new people, because it's, it's what I do, and I'm fascinated by it, and I can't get enough of it, literally. So I read this one, I found this article, and it talked about privacy, and I thought, you know, that's something we haven't spoken much about on, on the Avoid Probate Show, because... We talked earlier today about the solution, and that being a transfer of mom's money or dad's money. I'm not picking on anybody, mom or dad, whoever the money belongs to. We're going to transfer it out of the bank over to an insurance company. The point is we do the transfer, and we do the transfer. You need a licensed advisor to do the transfer. I've said that before. The lawyer can't do it and doesn't want to. The accountant can't do it and doesn't want to. We can do it, and we want to. And we get paid by the financial institution. If you're under the age of 85, this whole process costs you nothing. And you save so much aggravation for your loved ones who will swerve the probate nightmare. Anyway, this article that I found was, like I said, referring to the privacy benefit. There's so many benefits to avoiding probate. I just I don't understand why if you could avoid it to any extent. And we can't always avoid it 100% of the time, for sure. It's very rare that we can't avoid any of it. But the point I want to make every time I meet with new people is, why don't you want to avoid as much as you can, especially if it doesn't cost you anything? There's so many perks and advantages to avoiding the probate nightmare, and one of them has to do with privacy because the probate process is a public process. Remember, listeners, the probate process is the public court 
process that the executor or anybody needs to go through and complete before you can begin to settle the estate of a deceased person in Ontario. And so the court process, by definition, is public. And the court records, by definition, are public. So anybody can look it up and see, holy cow, look uh, how much money so-and-so got. Look how much money so-and-so got. And if you value privacy at all, well, that's not going to fly with uh, people who like to keep their cards close to the chest. You know, we talked, we had guests on the show before who were saying, you know, they've got Rob Ford's will, a copy of Rob Ford's will, and they can see the, the details. And it's amazing how many details are in the wills that reveal personal information, not just about mm-hmm. the money, but who's who, et cetera, who, who, who received what. And the other one was, I can't remember his name, Ted, the owner of the Leafs. Harold Ballard. Harold Ballard, yeah. John Natale also has a copy of Harold Ballard's will. Anyway, I want to just share a little bit of what this article says about privacy. starts off saying that some people in life are private. It's hard to believe this statement when we look at the number of social media posts that take a revealing look at people's lives, their feelings, and their relationships, good and bad. I know, Ted, you're more into social media than I am, but that's because you do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're putting the, so- the podcast out there into the social media world, right? Mm-hmm. Privacy is valued and sacred to many. Individuals may choose to be closed about their financial assets and matters surrounding their families and businesses. So when the discussion turns to estate matters, efforts to ensure privacy continue to be of utmost priority. I get it. That's fine. And we're here to uh, facilitate that. It goes on to say the determination of what financial and estate planning tools should be considered usually have us turn to will substitutes such as trusts, beneficiary designations, etc. So emphasis on the beneficiary designations. That's the hymn book we're singing from here on the Avoid Probate Show. It's all about beneficiary designations. You can't do it on the non-registered money at the bank. We can do it for you when we do the transfer over to the insurance company. Beneficiary designations allow clients to consider the potential for, this is a very important list, pay attention here, consider the potential for bypassing the estate, well that's how it works when we transfer mom's money to the insurance company and name a beneficiary, because there's a beneficiary, it pays out to that person directly, Mm -hmm. so it bypasses the estate. I hate to bring in a life insurance analogy because I don't want to confuse listeners, every time I mention life insurance people think... We're trying to sell life insurance. We're not. We are not trying to sell life insurance, although I'm going to come back to that, actually, in the mailbag. It's kind of funny now that I think about it. But we are talking about just reinvesting the portfolio, recreating an investment portfolio at the insurance company, but adding a beneficiary, which bypasses the estate and therefore avoids probate on that money. The second point, again, clients to consider the potential for bypassing the estate. Number two, avoiding probate or also known as the estate administration tax, EAT, remember, EAT, E-A-T. Having beneficiaries receive funds directly, because that's what happens. It doesn't go through doesn't go through a lawyer, doesn't go through a court. It just, the insurance company looks at who the name beneficiary is and says, okay, um, Billy Smith is the name beneficiary, cut a check for Billy Smith, and send it to him, and that's that. Avoiding delays in settling the estate. Okay, well, that's a good uh, reference back to what uh, Debbie Stanley is going to start doing for us next week is talking about the delays in settling the estate. And I think we're in for a long run with this file. It's it's easily because it's a Toronto file. Like she said, we're looking at months and months and months of work on her part that she's going to be reporting to us on a weekly basis. I'm excited. Lastly, and not least, privacy. So I'll run through the list again. The beneficiary designation that that we are promoting and recommending and supporting and encouraging and setting up for our new people, the beneficiary designation allows clients to consider the potential for bypassing the estate, avoiding probate, having beneficiaries receive funds directly, avoiding delays in settling the estate, and privacy. And you know what's not on the list? I guess part of a subpart of avoiding delays, I would say, includes legal fees. Because, you know, when Junior is getting his death benefit paid directly to him by the insurance company after mom passes, I say junior, you know, 65-year-old man, woman, whatever, that happens without lawyers. You know, if, if you have to go through the probate nightmare, most people are, are going to need a lawyer. And I'm going to talk about that too, actually. I've got a mailbag story about that. Okay, so the other point here is, yeah, it's all good, and it does stay private. And for some people, that's really important. But there's a caveat here, and the caveat is this. It goes on to say that, however, 
when not coordinated in an overall plan and not taking into consideration family dynamics, it perhaps is not surprising that litigation can arise out of beneficiary designations because sometimes it's a surprise. And you think, Ted, you think that you're in line to inherit the kingdom and you don't because, you know, mom, mom or dad passes and all of a sudden there's a named beneficiary and it's not Ted Walshin, it's, uh, I don't know, it's somebody else. And you're like, what are you kidding me? That's not what I thought was going to happen. And so begins litigation. And so we are so careful. We have to be so careful when we do this work because, like, like I said earlier, it's not a good time of the year to get sued. And so we do not want to create an opportunity for litigation. So we dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that everyone's on the same page as much as we can so that there are no surprises. And that's a really important point. When you're doing any kind of estate planning at all, it's always good planning to not create the potential for surprises. And we talked about this. We did a show months ago now when we talked about disinheriting a child Mm -hmm. because there were some people just thought you can't. I thought you cannot disinherit a child, and we talked. We 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 shared an article that explained how that's not true, and that there is a way to disinherit a child or anybody else for that matter. But part of the advice in this article was to let that person know today, and so it's not a surprise. Because if if you write a letter explaining that this is what's happened, this is my position, this is what I want to do with my money, it's my money, it's my estate, I can do whatever I want with it. But as long as you've made it clear and you've shared that with people, it's really hard for anybody to come back and litigate it if you've got a letter or they've got a letter that says, yeah, I was was made known. Mm -hmm. This is not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise because I got a letter from mom, you know, courier or whatever you call it, express mail or something, registered mail, that's what I was trying to say. Because I got a letter from mom, registered mail on this day, and it explained it all, so it's not a surprise. But that doesn't always happen, so it can be a surprise. And really, th- this article goes on to say that if that happens and litigation does arise, I'll just read this, the desire for privacy is lost when disputes over who is entitled to receive the proceeds can escalate when it reaches the courtroom. So... There you go. All your, you know, your desire for privacy is the way they put it. I love that phrase. The desire for privacy is lost if it gets to a courtroom because the courtroom is public. So you've done all this work because you want to avoid probate and at the same time you want to keep it private and all these benefits of uh, moving the money from the bank over the insurance company, all these benefits that come along with it, you know, it could in theory blow up in your face if we don't do it properly. And I'm here to say that we are aware of that at avoidprobate.ca. We've got lawyers on the team, lawyers, plural. You know, we've got advisors on the team. We've got experience. I'm 25 years plus in the business and we have a certified executive advisor, certified financial planner, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to bore you with those details. I just want to say before we go to our next break here, you know, this article references a court case. If you're interested, listeners, in looking it up, it's called Simard v. Simard. And I can share this with you because it's, it's, it's in the public domain, of course. It was a court case. Like I said, it's public information. S-I-M-A-R-D. S-I-M-A-R-D. Samard v. Samard. Uh, recent court case, uh, the loss of privacy plays out when Verna Samard passed away, leaving only one of her children, Julie, as the beneficiary of various registered accounts and joint bank account holder. Purposes of this article, the other assets in dispute will not be dis- Oh Yeah. So it was a mess. And Verna's plans to leave her estate to her daughter in a private matter kind of blew up because it it went to court. And that's really what I wanted to say. I wanted to remind the listeners that using beneficiaries is an excellent way to avoid the probate, first and foremost. And there are other benefits along with it, including privacy. We haven't even talked about the um, 100% death benefit guarantee. That's an option. And right now, that's a really big deal because... With the markets in turmoil, I know I'm up against the clock. I'm, I'm going to uh, go to a quick break real fast here. But with the markets in turmoil, we are getting calls from clients who are saying, oh, my goodness, you know, my, my investment portfolio is down, whatever percentage. And I just remind them, yeah, but you have a 100% death benefit guarantee. Well, what does that mean? They need to be reminded. Well, it means if you die today, it doesn't matter. If your million dollars today or from day one is now down to 800000 and today's the day you pass away, a million dollars is going to get paid out to your beneficiaries. The whole thing 
gets paid out. Don't worry about the fact that it's down. And by the way, it is going to come back up. It's only a matter of time. That said, we will go to a quick break and we'll come back for our last segment of the morning. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca Here we go. It's our final segment this morning on the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Walsh and Jason Laidler and again... If you'd like to touch base with Jason, you can do so via email, info at avoidprobate.ca. Toll free, the number is 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. Either way, Jason will get back to you as soon as humanly possible. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay, well, thanks, Ted. This is, like you say, the email bag, but... This was a phone call I had very recently. Um, uh, I was talking to the son uh, who lost his father recently, and Dad had been in the house since 1967. So he made a point of saying uh, Dad's had the house since 1967. Dad and Mom, but Mom's uh, predeceased, and he's been to the lawyer already. And he was ca- he called us because he was freaked out by the amount of probate the lawyer uh, suggested he had to pay on the house. And he wondered if he was eligible for this first dealings matter. We've, t- we've touched on the first dealings matter a little bit. We haven't explored it in any detail, but it does apply in the situation where someone's been in the home for a long time, i.e. Pre, pre-1980s, or more specifically, pre-province uh, revamping the title land registry system. That's the test. If you were in the home before that and you're still in the home today, then it's called a first dealings matter because it's the first time that the title has been dealt with since that happened. And those people are grandfathered, potentially, potentially grandfathered. And that was the question this gentleman had for us when he called in. I talked to him. And sadly, I mean, it is a strict test. I, I tell people all the time, don't get excited. It does exist. And it's possible that you can uh, check all the boxes for a first dealings matter and have the home uh, probate exempt, probate uh, free. But you've got to check all the boxes. And in this case, the one box that did not get checked was dad did not have a will. So I didn't like to be the bearer of bad news, but that's what I had to tell the gentleman. Sorry, uh, that's a test. It's part of the test. Um, You can't have probate in any other part of the estate. The deceased person must have a will. And there's a couple other parts of the test as well. I can't think of them off the top of my head. So it turns out the probate bill in this case was 12600 bucks. Mm. So that's, that's a good chunk of change. And maybe, maybe it could have been avoided simply if Dad spent, you know, 1000 bucks to have a will done. $12,600. This man is not happy. I don't blame him for being not happy, but those are the rules. So, yeah, uh, first dealings matter. It's strict. You need to talk to a real estate lawyer who knows what he's doing, to tell you whether or not you pass the test. If you have any questions at all, give us a call. We've got this. Uh, we've got the real estate lawyer on the team, and we can certainly um, help you figure it out. We'd be happy to do that. The other thing I want to talk about, again, sticking with the email bag, although, again, it's not an email story. This, this one's a real-life story. I went to the bank with a client, and we've talked about this. We will go to the bank. So many people, especially elderly ladies are nervous about going to the bank because they don't understand what the individual at the bank is telling them and they want they just they want a second opinion they want another pair of ears and eyes and all that stuff I've done it many 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 times and I'm happy to do it I actually I actually enjoy doing it it's just not something I can do all day every day for obvious reasons but in this case I did go to the bank with this lady who was recently widowed 
and she was going to sort stuff out because she didn't really understand, you know, the lay of the land, and that's that's not uncommon. And there was, I think it was a line of credit. It was either a line of credit or a credit card, a loan of some kind that she was asking about that she didn't know much about because it belonged to her deceased husband, and he it was his thing. So the lady at the bank said, um, "Well, you've got um, you've got uh, insurance. There's insurance on this on this loan." And the lady's like, "What are you talking about?" Well, there is. You can get sometimes these loans come with death benefit insurance, so that the loan gets paid off at death. And this came as a surprise, and it was a good surprise. And she's like, "Oh, okay, you know, because it was a good chunk of money. The loan was a good chunk of money, more than ten thousand dollars. Let's put it that way." And so the interesting thing was this part, though, when the lady at the bank said, okay, we'll have to submit a claim to the insurance company. And the lady's like, well, what are you talking about? I just thought, you, you just told me that there's, you know, that it, there's loan forgiveness uh, at death. And the lady said, yes, but it's not our decision. We're not the insurance company who have insured this debt. The insurance company is insurance company XYZ, and you have to submit a claim to them. And they will decide whether or not uh, they're going to pay it off. So then that, you know, opened the door to a bunch of other questions. Well, what what's it based on? Why would they say no? How long is it going to take? You know, all these. So I explained, I explained to the lady, uh, my client, this is not uncommon with the banks. This is called um, creditor protection, creditor insurance. And creditor insurance, like mortgage insurance, lots of people have heard the term mortgage insurance. If you have mortgage insurance at the bank, you don't really have insurance. And I know this is, I'm going to kind of go down a, a rabbit hole here talking about uh, some insurance stuff for a second, but it's related to probate because that's why we were at the bank. We were at the bank initially because we got to figure out what the probate owing is on this estate, if anything. And so that's where it all started from. But if you were to buy regular life insurance today from Jason Laidler, which I can do that, I can do that, I can sell you like, I can sell Ted Wallace on life insurance, fine. There's an application process that goes in, it gets submitted, it gets underwritten today. And what that means is the insurance company, XYZ, whoever it is, they will look at the information, they'll look at the doctor's report. If they want a doctor's report, they'll look at the information you put on the application. They'll look at your family history that you've indicated on the application. They'll put it all together. They've been doing this for over 100 years. They know what they're doing. They'll put it all together and they'll say, yeah, okay, we will offer Ted Walshin an insurance policy. And if he wants to take it, he can take it. If he doesn't want to take it, that's fine. That's up to him. We will make him an offer. That's what the. That's how it works. They are offering you. And you can say, nope, get lost. I've changed my mind. Or you can say, yeah, I'll take it. Or they can, um, they can adjust the premium. They can say, uh, in this case, yeah, we'll offer you coverage, but because we didn't like your blood sugar numbers, I'm just grasping at straws here, whatever, they see something they don't like, they'll say, we're, cons- we're a little bit concerned, so we'll offer you a policy, but we want 25% more in premiums. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to take it or not. But once you take it, it's yours. And as long as you pay those premiums, it's yours and you're covered. That's not how it works at the bank. That's not how it works with life with uh, mortgage insurance. And that's not how it works with this lady's creditor insurance. The creditor insurance is underwritten at the time of claim. Big difference. So the life insurance policy I just sold to Ted Walsh is underwritten today. And if it's underwritten and it's approved and they offer it and he accepts it, done deal. Done. As long as he pays his premiums, it's rock solid. There's nothing they can do. That's a contract. It's solid. The creditor insurance for this lady at the bank, not so. She is at the whim after all these years, and it's decades in this case, decades that they've been paying uh, premiums. You pay for you pay for it. This insurance is not free. The mortgage insurance at the bank is not free. Obviously, you're paying for it, but it's not underwritten until the time of claim, and the bank can decide at the time of claim no, we found something on the application. It's uh, it's inaccurate. It's dishonest. We don't. We would have never insured this person. They're not healthy enough. Whatever. They can find a reason to deny the claim, and you're out of luck if and when that happens. And believe me, that happens. So, the good news is, in this case, that did not happen. The insurance company honored uh, the contract, and they paid the claim. They paid off the outstanding uh, debt on this loan. But what's interesting is this. We did the math on it. I told you it was decades of premium payments. We did the math on it, and it seems, without going into detailed uh, math calculations, it seems on the surface that the amount of premiums that were paid were more 
than the benefit of paying off the loan balance. So that's how it works. They either pay off the loan balance, which is what you were hoping for, or they refund your premiums. If they're not going to pay off the loan balance, they give you your money back. They can't have it both ways. So in this case, I think it was interesting that uh, they chose to pay off the loan balance because if they hadn't, they would have been paying even more money to this person as a premium refund. So I don't know. That's me being cynical. Does, did that did that affect their decision? I, I'll never know. We'll never know. Hmm. But in any case, the client got the loan forgiven, and she's happy about that. And how common is this? It's daily, daily, a hundred times a day. Mortgage insurance, the bank by law. I, I stand to be corrected on this, but I think the bank is as a legal requirement. When you go to the bank to get a mortgage, they have to offer you mortgage insurance. And so I tell my clients back when I was doing more insurance work. We can do the insurance work. We are financial advisors here. We specialize in probate stuff, but we can do the insurance work too. And when people, when I know someone's going to buy a house or going to get a mortgage, I always tell them, take the, take the insurance from the bank, but take it with the expectation of replacing it with individual insurance. Yeah. The problem with, with what I understand with mortgage insurance through a bank is that if, let's say your, your policy is, is costing you $500 a month. And as you start paying down your and your mortgage goes down, and now you only owe two hundred thousand on your you're still paying the five hundred bucks. You're still paying five hundred dollars a month, there's, there's, listen, right until it comes to the absolutely. end, which is a really so. I I would never recommend for anybody to to well, take mortgage insurance from a bank. And I, I know I have to. I have a mortgage at a bank, and the woman at the bank said, "Don't." I have to do it because I can't tell someone not to take insurance because if something happens to them yeah. and they don't take the insurance, now I'm on the hook. Listen, we've got to run here. Yep. We've pushed this uh, right to the outer limits here. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for being here today. Um, thank you, Kelly, for rocking it behind the glass as usual. So glad you were able to join us this morning. Please join us next week when we introduce the new segment, sort of, again. Debbie Stanley will be here to report for the first report on the, on the probate file. Thanks to Ted Walshin for his decades of radio excellence. I got to just say, as we're leaving out here for the Sunday, remind the listeners it was Tell an Old Joke Day. So, parting joke. Ready? Parting joke. Here we go. The old man was sitting on the examining table in the doctor's office having his hearing checked. The doctor poked his light scope in the old man's ear and said, Hey, you have a suppository in your ear. Rats, said the old man. Now I know where my hearing aid went. <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> okay. Let's do it again next Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Bye for now. Bye. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.